grab your favorite beverage, kick up your feet as you ascend with me into the joy portal of soul reflections, fresh perspectives, fun ideas, and wisdom. Light to light and heart to heart. Smile and breathe even deeper as together we will soar above the perception of all hurdles and shine brightly as the light we are. Namaste and welcome to Light Laughter and Lattes. My name is Jerry Habstreet. I'm an Avesa quantum healer, medical intuitive, self-ascension intuitive counselor, and your friend and soul connection for the next hour. So welcome to June, everyone. We just got out of, um, we just arrived into a month of awareness in an explosion energy and didn't it explode? It exploded June 1st immediately. And this explosion energy can be taken in a number of ways. It can be emotions exploding. It could be your creative energy exploding. It can be consciousness exploding. And so um, a lot of people are finding if they can stay in the zone of joy and keep their hearts open, you can arrive into the fifth dimension right now very, very easily. And from there, you can manifest almost instantly if you allow yourself to do so. So that brings me to my guest that you are seeing right now. If you are watching this via YouTube on Oneness Talk Radio, if you are listening via a podcast or Oneness Talk Radio radio station, you know, come on over to YouTube and go to the Oneness Talk Radio and you can watch this via video today. And so my guest that I have with me today, she's from my home state, Minnesota, and she is an author and a medicine woman or a woman of a lot of medicines. She literally started her career in medicine and now has moved to some different types of medicine, including shamanic medicine and emotional healing, helping people to create their dreams and live the life that they've wanted to live. And so welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Jerry. Super happy to be here. Yeah. And I should say your last name too. It's Sarah Seidelman, correct? That's it. That's it. Well, you were on top of the energy with your book coming out June 1st called How Good Are You Willing to Let It Get? Like that is so timely. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, when I started working on it about a year ago, I mean, I didn't, of course, I had no idea what was going to ha be happening at this time, but it feels like a really good time for this book to land. Like it's something we can benefit from at this moment in history. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. Are you experiencing this zone of manifesting things very quickly? That is really interesting. Yeah, before we hopped on, Jerry was mentioning this is this time of, you know, instant manifestation. And that's really interesting. I've always been a little wary of that because, you know, they always say like, you know, careful what you wish for or like that you can, there's always sort of that nice idea that we get this little delay. We get to think about what we want, but then time to contemplate whether we really want that. Um, I would say, well, all I know is that I've totally sense, I feel the explosive sense of this massive transformation that we're still in the process of going. And now it's just gotten amped up and it feels like, um, there's so much possibility. And as you say, like, if we can keep our hearts open, which is 
challenging in these kind of polarized, very polarized moments. I mean, there were arguments start, you know, happening on my Instagram page, which is normally a very peaceful place, but just because there's so many powerful feelings coming up right now. So I think that's what I'm working on is trying to spend as much time as I can during the day, like in that peaceful place so that I can be, stay open and, and stay loving and present. And, you know, I think we all need a lot of grace right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and the planet at large are, they're in like the grief cycle, you know, cause this COVID brought everyone into a lot of loss. And anytime you have loss, you go through the grief cycle. And one of the stages of that cycle is anger, you know, cause there's so much sadness that it's at the core of all of this, that there's a lot of anger to cover up the sadness and it's got to come out. It's got to be expressed. Um, the next cycle on the loop usually is depression. So humanity at large is going to be moving through, you know, all these different cycles and it's going to be a real act to train yourself to stay out of it. And cause, cause the opposite side, right? We have the yin and the yang, right? So there's always opposites going on. So there's that humanity at large on one side. And then at the other side of it is this absolute instant manifestation. <laughs> and, yeah. and so yeah, I have to go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and I think the challenge is, you know, can we, you know, gather and connect with each other and remember we're all part of one big family. And I think that's the challenge now, not to want to cut and run because it's like the challenge is big and like relationship is in, into each other is probably one of the hardest things we do here. So it's a lot, we have a lot of work to do. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I have to laugh because you're talking about the instant manifestation being a little scary, right? Because you have a thought and you might manifest it. So I did that exact thing last week. I was thinking about a bill that I didn't really want to receive. And I'm like, no, no, stop thinking, stop thinking. Like, I take that back. And I go to my computer and the person sent me the bill. And then they sent me another e email saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to take that back. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. So it's wow. like, you got to be really, well, and that's how I, I met you t today is through, um, the two of us are both in a, a publication in Duluth, Minnesota, um, a new one called The Vessel. So if you're in Duluth, pick up The Vessel. We're both in it on the same page. <laughs> and um, you had an yes. ad, you had an ad for your new book for like 22.22. And um, I was doing something else yes. for $22. And the editor called me up and was like, what's with the twos? <laughs> so it, it was numerology, right? And so he's like, I, I yeah. think you really got to call her. And of course I do. It's, it's the, this book and this time. So can you share a little bit about your inspiration yeah. for it, where all that came from? For sure. Well, before I'll just explain the 2222. It's like what I've realized in life is like every little detail matters. You know, every little thing that we're thinking, every little, I mean, just everything matters. And so, you know, when I first published a book, I mean, I didn't think twice about what the price was. You know, we just sort of did some research and then we just priced it, you know. But when this book, with this book, I was like, what number would really feel good? You know, and like with numerology, some, this is something like 10 years ago when I was a physician and like such a logical thinker, I thought when I first stumbled into numerology, I was like, well, how could that be, you know, have any, how could that be 
lucky. I never heard of such a thing that mat numbers matter. But then the more I've learned, oh my goodness, like numerology has really inspired me a lot on my path. And once I learned my, my life path number, it was like, I read it and I was like, oh yes. And then I just learned some more about numerology when I was in Peru, um, some beautiful teachings about the Andean cosmology and the understanding of, you know, like what zero is, what one is. And these are like ancient, ancient understandings of the numbers. So I, I find it really fascinating. So two, 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 22, adds up to eight. And it's a nice sort of very stable balance number. You know, you can imagine like eight legs on something being very grounded. Mm -hmm. Makes me think of octopus too, but just that, that eight turned on its side is the infinity symbol, which I like to think of as that like doorway to kind of the infinite and that balance between this world and the spirit world and, and many things. So it's just a really powerful number for me. It's a number of the archangelic yes. realm too. <laughs> is it? Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't, I'm not an expert in this, but I know a little bit. Uh -huh. Um, so this book, um, how good are you willing to let it get? It's a daily feel good inspiration for helpers, creatives, and healers. People like me and people like all of you who are listening and um, each day has sort of, well, I'll tell you how it started. I actually, I was in Peru about a year and a half ago. And when I was there, I was in a sacred medicine ceremony sitting on this, facing this beautiful mountain, Pupachatusan, which is a sacred mountain in the valley. And um, I had this very powerful, like um, this idea came to me to do a project where I would visit my my beloved spirit, Alice, who's on the cover of this book, just to get a message from her and to share it, you know, sort of a creative project. And so I decided to launch, uh, when I got back from Peru, I launched this 100 days project. So I was going to do 100 days, 100 messages from her. And um, she was really excited when I, when we talked about, you know, I went to visit her, I drummed and went to visit her and she was very excited about the idea. And so we started and people really liked the messages. And in fact, one weekend I went away because I was teaching for a retreat and I didn't do any messages that weekend. And I got two messages that weekend from different people saying, well, where's Alice's message? I was waiting for it, you know? <laughs> and I was like, wow, people are really digging this. And it was a lot of fun for me and very meaningful because some of the things she, you know, it's just wonderful to learn. Um, the helping spirits have so much to teach us and they're, yeah, so much, so full of wisdom. So at the end of the hundred days, I decided to expand it into a bigger project. So it became, what I did was, you can see from the book, it's sort of one of those books you sit with your coffee in the morning. So there's a little message from Alice at the top. There's a message from, I can't do this with one hand, message from me. And then there's a little prayer and a few questions to get you reflecting on your own life. Maybe I should, shall I read today? Yeah. <laughs> to see what today's message is? Yes. Let's see, let's see if it applies. I've read it already this morning because I've been, it's been kind of fun seeing like, how do these correlate with me and what's going on with me right now? So for June 8th, and then I have a funny story to talk about from last, from the explosive last week that I think maybe would be relevant. So the message is, uh, the theme is all of you. And this is from Alice. It's unbearable to be one version of yourself in one place and another version of yourself someplace else. The desire to be fully integrated, to be all of yourself all of the time is undeniable. How could you explore all of you everywhere? That's how the delight will come. And then my message is, during my sabbatical for medicine, I had a terrible fear 
I could either be a life coach and shamanic healer, or I could be a pathologist, you know, and a physician. But to try to be both would be dangerous. I believed I had to hide my spiritual slash creative slash healing side at my work at the hospital. And we can talk about why. I mean, I'm a doctor, but I wasn't actually in, a, in an active role of healing in my role. And we can talk about that. But when my mentor, Martha Beck, uh, asked me what image came to mind, if it could be safe for me to be both things at once, I blurted out a xylophone. I was thinking of the kitty type with the rainbow colors. And that image helped me. All I needed to do was let myself play all the different colors of me. And then the question is, when you think of being you everywhere you go, what image comes to mind? And then the prayer is, dear God, help me have the courage to bring all of myself everywhere so I can truly be of service. Yeah, so I think that's really about just being in integrity with ourselves and our, you know, our own souls. You know, can we have the courage to really be everything, you know, especially when maybe dangerous or... Yeah, in my, I, I, in my case, I worried it was unacceptable. Well, what you're really uh, talking about is, is uni, unifying, unity, really coming here and you, you know that you have a calling and a mission and aligning that with what you do in the world. So your um, body, mind, and spirit is, is all lined up and you're not, you know, separated <laughs> amongst would have, should have, could have, maybe. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you think of this time right now i think we're so maybe disconnected as a as a country as a global family you know and could we all become an integrity with ourselves that way perhaps too is maybe some of the invitation yeah absolutely was there the word exploding in there in your in that paragraph that you read exploding in that paragraph I was just going to share a story from last week. So, you know, you mentioned June, like it started off with a bang and that this is an, a kind of an explosive period. And I've heard it talked about as kind of a white water, like we've entered the white waters now, astrologically speaking, you know, and, you know, if we think mythologically about this time, which I think sometimes can be really helpful. Um, so last week, my birthday was Monday, which is the day the book came out, June 1st. And on June 3rd, I got an email from somebody and they said, Sarah, um, I'm looking at my book and June 4th is not in it. So there were two days and one day was missing. And I was like, oh no, but I was, I've done quite a bit of work on, you know, myself and worrying about perfectionism and things like that. So I was like, well, I guess if a page is missing, you know, we'll have to figure that out. And I had such a busy day, I didn't have time to look at it. So I responded to the person. I said, don't worry, we'll figure it out. Um, but the next day, I finally went back to the original Word document to see, like, had we completely missed the day? And it was so funny because that day was a huge message from Alice about accepting, like, that our awesomeness is not in our perfection. It isn't in our, in our faults, in our imperfections that we are we are, you know, most beautiful. And so it was really this whole page about celebrating our, you know, our, our holy imperfect selves, like our messiness, our errors, everything. And so it was really kind of a funny message from the spirits. I thought that they were kind of just like, yep, you, you tried to do this perfectly, but we're here to remind you and to, you know, that this is, this is so important. And when I went to visit Alice to ask her about it, she was like, rolling around laughing so hard and she's like this is like one of the most important pages and I wanted everybody to know so 
anyway, now we're issuing like these uh, really cute sort of, you can cut out a, a replacement page and tape it into the back of your book, you know, to remind yourself of your imperfection is what's so great about you. Oh, I love it. You got the lesson in imperfection on the imperfection page. How perfect, right? How perfect is the imperfections? <laughs> I know. You can't make this stuff up, which is what I, you know, we often say about the spirit work. Exactly. Well, Sarah, I neglected to introduce Alice. And so um, could you introduce Alice? I would love to. Um, so when I was on my, I took a, you know, I was in medicine. I had been practicing medicine for about 20 years and I just, you know, some people wake up and they have this sudden realization they're in the wrong place and not doing the right job anymore. But for me, it was more kind of gradual, this feeling of disconnection at work. And um, as a pathologist, I basically spent most of my time at the hospital under, you know, looking under a microscope at biopsies and things like that. So if you've ever had a skin biopsy or a colon biopsy or surgery and they remove part of your body, it came to us, the pathologists. And essentially what it was, was a disease hunter, which I loved for a very long time. But I started, more, you know, getting more interested in like, what makes people well? You know, after looking at disease and really becoming an expert in it for so many years, I was like, gosh, what I wonder what makes people well. And then I thought, okay, Sarah, don't, this is crazy. Like, don't start thinking like that because, you know, you, you have to do your job. But of course it wouldn't leave me alone. And eventually I, um, with the help of a coach, I kind of got the courage to take a little sabbatical from my practice. And that summer I had all this time at home. I had four kids at the time, younger kids. And I just, it was for the first time in a very long time. I like spent time outside and I like saw the sun and it was like, I was really in this, it was just a really beautiful experience. And I started doing some life coach training during that time. And then I also stumbled into this ancient idea that the animals that crossed your path, the wild animals in particular, ha may have a message for you to help you. And at the time, you know, being a logical physician, I was like, that sounds crazy. Like, why have I never heard of this concept before? You know, like, I'm so smart. I know everything. Like, why haven't I learned this, you know? But I was also so confused and so scared about, oh my gosh, like, what if I don't want to do this job anymore? And then what? Because, you know, you, you plan your whole life. I mean, I thought I would do this forever. I was going to help send the kids to college, all those things. Um, but I started to play with this idea. Okay, if the wild animals have messages, then help me out here because I don't know what, you know, I have all these questions about where to, what to do next. And so I eventually, and then as I played with the idea, like I got these strange and magical messages and I was like, huh, that's really helping me. Eventually I went on a drum journey. So for those of you who don't know, like the shaman, the practice of a shaman is essentially when you drum, you alter your consciousness so you can access the spirit realities where these loving and compassionate spirits, you know, animal spirits are perhaps some of the most well-known. We can connect with them and get their messages and also bring healing and help back to our, for ourselves, for our families, for the community. And the first animal that I met was a mother bear and she kind of rubbed my back and, and comforted me in this journey and said, you know, where you're going isn't that far away. Just enjoy the journey. And she kind of showed me this vista and showed me where I was going. And it was actually downhill where I was headed, you know, to imply that it was going to be not too bad of a journey. It wasn't like up a rocky cliff or anything. Right. And when I came back from that, I felt really, really good. Um, 
And I just kept back going back to visit her because I thought, well, I don't know how to prove this scientifically that this is real, but it's making me feel so much better. And I experienced so much like love and acceptance when I was with her. And eventually, right before I was supposed to go back to my practice again, at the end of the sabbatical, Alice came, appeared in another journey and she introduced herself and told me that, you know, she was really here to help me really step into my fearlessly step into who I am and to stop being worried about what everybody else thinks of me. Because by then I was like, I'd like to leave, but like, wow, like how do I even start telling people I'm getting messages from animals guys. So I don't think I'm going to come back to work. You know, it just, it was so much, it was so strange and odd. I, I kind of felt I was worried I was going crazy. There was a lot of things happening. So Alice is very, she's very funny. She's very salty. She's like, you know, connecting with the spirit animal is just like finding like the most, the most fabulous loving mentor that you could, that knows you inside and out. And anyway, if, if anybody who's listening wants to find their spirit animal after hearing all this, um, you can go to my website. And if you subscribe at the little top bar there, you'll get immediate access to a, a guided journey where I drum for you and help you to find your spirit animal who will be who will be completely unique to you. And even if you got an elephant, even if like Jerry and I both had a spirit of elephant as our, as our main, you know, what I like to call a core beastie, they would have different qualities, you know, because the spirits kind of show up in a way that's most powerful for us. So, so that is Alice and she's pretty awesome. I love that. So when I first started kind of waking up, um, gosh, like 17 years ago, I was shown in a dream, it was a cougar. And I didn't really know, you know, it was just kind of a shadow and I knew it was a cougar. You know how you are in your dream state. So later, a day or two later, I'm driving thinking, you know, what was that animal? I couldn't think of the animal. Well, then a John Cougar Mellencamp song comes on the radio. And I still don't figure it out. I'm like, wow, I wish I could remember. I want to go look this up. And so a couple days later, I'm like, what is that animal? John Cougar Mellencamp comes on the radio again. And I'm like, why on earth does John Cougar come on the radio every time I ask this question? And I went, oh, Cougar. No one. <laughs> I hate you. And, and it hit me. And actually, it was at like the same time. I was in Minnesota at the time driving to Grand Forks, North Dakota, one of the schools along the way that I passed through, I think their mascot is a cougar. So like at the same time, I'm driving by a wall with a cougar on the wow. side. And how it works, isn't it crazy? I mean, that's the spirits love puns and double entendre, and that's how they tell us things. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I love the, um, the subtle messages of the universe. And you're right, they're not messages that most people can hear unless you're able to get really quiet or, you know, altered, like with the drums, it's like a meditation. Mm -hmm. Were you drawn to animals when you were young too, or is this just like Big a time? Thing? Yeah. yeah. Like I was an animal freak. I mean, I was like every night I would wait for that or every Sunday night we would wait. Was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday. And then later it was Sunday for that animal kingdom show that would come on with Marlon Perkins. Which is like, <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever, you know? So yeah, I was, and I just spent a time, as a kid, I just lived in the nat in nature, you know, I just lived under this little bridge where there was a stream that ran under a building, and sounds like, it sounds like I was a troll, but I was like, just 
there, you know, like using my imagination and I just felt really comforted there. And so it really, it, it has been a, just this most beautiful return to that kind of the kingdom of my childhood, really. I mean, I think a lot of us rediscover nature at an older age and we realize, wow, like what a gift it is and, and how, how much better when we feel when we spend time out there. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm dying to read. I w- now I always tell people, you know, your relationship with the cougar is sacred and whatever that relationship is, is like so powerful, but it's always fun too, to like read what other people have written about cougar. Of course, your cougar is your cougar. So you're the old, but I thought it'd be fun to read a little bit about cougar. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Because maybe, um, and this is from my other book called Book of Beasties, because maybe somebody who's listening you know, maybe Cougar has a message for you. Let's set it up that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I brought it up, so let's go for it. (laughs) Message from Cougar, which I have under Mountain Lion in the book. Same beastie, but so this book is kind of organized where you have kind of a main page theme about the book, about that beastie. And then there's some affirmations and then there's like a section um, like a practice you can do, how it affects your relationships, how it might be helping you with work, your wellness, your creativity, all that kind of stuff. So it's got a lot of different ways you can kind of play. Um, but the themes are solitude, opportunity, patience, and playfulness. Hmm. Um, and maybe I'll just read the kind of little main passage. Okay. So everybody who's here, maybe think about whoever's listening, think about a question that you need help with something you need help with in your life. And then as I read, see if Mountain Lion isn't here to help you. So the elegant and graceful Mountain Lion, largest of the smaller cats, slinks in to remind you that what you long for is worth the wait. Sometimes it's the waiting that's the hardest part. You may want things to happen now, but this beastie can teach you the power of patience. Mountain lions are known to wait for hours for the right opportunity to present itself so they can successfully ambush their prey. And they fail much more often than they succeed. Calm resolve is something you must cultivate if you're going to have success in the long run. There will be bumps in the roads, ups and downs, and if a mountain lion realizes a hunting opportunity has been lost, he doesn't squander precious energy lamenting. He simply moves onto a new ground preserving his energy for the next challenge. Remember that failure is the mother of success. Invite Mountain Lion's stealthy poise to join you so you can confidently arrive at your highest density destiny without wasting a moment. And the chakra that, that is a, you know, I opened up a ceremony to write this whole book. So this is what came through my spirit connection was solar plexus is the chakra. So the invitation is, During a bit of daily downtime, set a timer for three minutes and spend it congratulating yourself on your everyday successes. For example, I got the kids ready for school without losing my ever-loving mind. (laughs) Catching yourself being successful will build your perception of yourself as being as a capable and awesome being. And there's a bunch of more, more things in there, but that's, it's funny because this week or last week I was part of a a failure summit, which was awesome. Like all these amazing people talked about their failures and what they learned from them. 
Nice. Well, Sarah, I needed to hear that. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I think you needed to, for me and everyone else. So because we are in this instant manifestation energy, I'm seeing how very quickly, like every thought that shows up is coming out. But yet my big things, I've been looking for a house for a couple years now. <laughs> and I'm looking for a place to set up my healing practice. And there's like the big things that I really want they're not showing up. So that, that, that's part of the, the how good are you willing to let it get? And, and so yeah. personally, I was losing a little patience. I'm like, well, come on, I'm doing this. What am I doing wrong? Why is it? Why aren't they right. showing up? <laughs> well, let me, I'll, let me share a little bit of why it ended up getting titled, how good are you willing to let it get? Because I yes. think this is like a, such a powerful question to ask ourselves. So when I was on my sabbatical for medicine, after being um, that summer, I started being like, I was enjoying myself tremendously. It was a challenging time because it was very confusing, but I was also like started to dread going back to work. Mm. And I was like, oh no, you know, like, what am I going to do? I know I don't want to go back. And I knew that really deeply. So I decided to make a prayer to the universe. And now mind you at the time I was, I would say I was an agnostic person at that time. I now feel very much like, you know, there's a loving presence in the universe and it just wants, you know, it's here to help me and I'm here to learn. And well, back then I really didn't know, but I was like universe, dear universe, you know, if I'm not supposed to go back, please show me how to do that. Because at the time my part-time salary was helping to pay our mortgage, helping to fund our kids college and things like that. So about two weeks later, my husband gets a raise almost to the dollar amount of my part-time salary. Cause at that point I had whittled myself down to working two days a week at the hospital. And I was like, you are kidding me. Like you can't make this up. Like it was like so close to the amount we were like, Whoa. And I'm like, I can't believe this. I mean, that I was supposed to go back to work. Yay. And I was like really excited. But within about two weeks, I was like, I don't know. I wonder if that was really the sign. Like, could that be the sign? Maybe I'm just like wanted it to be the sign, but it's not really the sign. And I just started doubting myself. Well, around that time, I happened to be reading Gail Hendricks' book, The Big Leap, which is all about, it's a wonderful book if you don't have it. Uh, it's all about um, sort of this idea that we put these self-imposed like glass ceilings on how much love, how much abundance, how much peace, whatever it is you're longing for, we will allow ourselves to have. And suddenly I saw this, like I made the prayer, got the answer. And then I was denying myself, you know? And so I wrote out this question and this was with the help of Alice, you know, how good are you willing to let it get Sarah? Would you allow yourself, you know, to have enough abundance that you could actually pursue a new job that would really feed your soul? And for whoever's watching, like how much, how much love would you allow into your life? You know, if you're wanting a relationship, how much harmoniousness could you allow in, you know, whatever it is you're longing for. And it's funny now I've taught so many people this question that sometimes now I'll be like, I'll call a friend and I'll be like, I'm really, I'm up and down, you know, I'm up against a wall. I don't know what to do. And they're like, well, Sarah, how good are you willing to let it get? And I'm like, Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, how good am I? You know, and you just start thinking more expansively, you know, like what else might be possible? So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, for this, especially for an, an instant manifestation moment. Wow. So did you have a practice or something? What did you do to get yourself from the knowing that you're, you're holding yourself off 
to the point yeah. where you could receive that. Is there, is, was there practices in there that help you through that? Um, well, during my, and I talk a lot about the, that in this and in, in some of my other books, I mean, I did start to meditate and also to visit. I would say the number one thing that's helped me be successful and do all the things I've done in the last 10 years since leaving medicine is connecting and spending time with these loving and compassionate spirits, you know? which is sort of like a type of meditation. I also do straight up meditation, you know, just sitting in stillness, like cultivating that stillness and that very calm energy, because that is really um, very helpful, not only for yourself, but everybody who's around you and your community. Um, but I would say that was, that would probably be it. And then asking the question, you know, like just being aware, because I think sometimes we, um, just asking a question like that, a self-reflective question, we start to be aware where we are blocking ourselves right. or what we are scared about. Like, are we scared of being successful? Because then that would require us to like go on a stage and speak, or that would require us to be traveling. And <gasps> would people talk, you're a bad mother because you're not home with your kid. I mean, whatever. We all have lots of different reasons why we might be kind of, you know, shielding against the, the success or the love or the whatever it is we say we want. And so I think it's, this question is a good one to kind of, kind of step into a deeper integrity with yourself because you know what you're longing for, you know, you're in your soul when you get really quiet, you know, most of us long for a lot of the same things, you know, love and understanding the money to do the creative things that we long to do, whether that's like record an album or take an adventurous, ex, you know, vacation or experience with somebody. Um, uh, what else? I mean, mostly I'd say love and understanding is probably, you know, like just to be understood, to be known by others is one of our, most of our biggest dreams. Um, yeah. So I think asking that question is a good one. Well, what I'm hearing you say is that you really followed your passion. You followed your joy. So by going with the animals, that was a passion you had since you were little. And so you just kind of headed that direction. And that's what kind of, if you're willing to receive your greatest joy, <laughs> right? Right. And that's, and that's kind of the gateway to this magical energy. If people can stay in their joy and find their joy, and, and you might have to go back to your childhood things to find it right now and, and turn off and block everything else that might be <laughs> entering. Turn off the news. Well, maybe not all the news, but yes, some of the news. <laughs> I, I turned it all off like 12 years ago. I haven't looked at any of it since then. So it's been good for me. <laughs> I turned it off. I did watch last week. Um, I felt for me, I'm in Minnesota and I felt it was like really important for me to just witness what was going on. Um, but generally speaking, I do not watch the news as a rule. For me, it felt kind of like there was this, like there's an awakening happening and there's, it's just very interesting um, what's going on. And yeah. But there's the both of it. There's the awakening and then there's the shutting down, you know, there's the, yes. and the shutting down. So, right. You have to be really discerning with your energy. So I think you have to kind of bug out right now. Is that true? I do have a client that I have okay. on my schedule in a few minutes, but I've got a couple more minutes. Yeah. Just before we go. Okay. Well, this has been lovely and I hope everyone goes out and gets one of your books. I can't wait to 
read more. I, and I didn't even get to talk to you about the Born to Freak. Oh, I know. We, we'll, have, we'll have to talk again sometime, Jerry. <laughs> so many books, so little time. So can you tell everyone where they can find you and find yeah. your books? Yeah. You can find me at followyourfeelgood.com followyourfeelgood.com and there in on the front page you'll see that like if you do end up buying this book if you put your receipt in you upload your receipt you'll get a, a guided journey to help you uncover your purpose your why you're here on earth what you came here to do um and that really excites me because that's one of the things i love doing is helping people to reconnect with their purpose and and find their wings to go do it because there's nothing more joyful than doing, you know, what feels good. And, but also because it helps all these other, you know, it helps other people. So do you have like one minute to read one more of your animals or are we out of time? No, I do. Let's read one more. Okay. So everybody's got another question. Do you have, do you have dragonfly in there? I do. Can you read dragonfly? Yes, I will. We're in the year of the dragonfly right now. Are we? But is yeah. that by Chinese? No. Something no, else. no. It's, um, I don't think it is Chinese. It, it came through. Okay. Asian, so. Somewhere else. Okay. Okay. Oops. I'm on dragon, which is also interesting. Okay. Dragonflies. So the themes are transfiguration. Holy cow. Agility. Oh yeah. Vision and wholeness. Mm. Wow all these themes we just talked about like whole like integrating ourselves yeah so if you've been hiding dragonfly is here to lovingly pull you into the light young dragonflies exist as larvae beneath the water hidden and inconspicuous like a dragonfly you will come into your true power only once you decide to move out of the darkness and climb into the light no matter what happened to you, you are whole and perfect. The time has come for you to rise up. The past does not define you. It is what you do now with the wings you are being given that matters most. You are surrounded by sacredness and it's safe for your true self to emerge and be marvelous, marvelously conspicuous. Shine your light. With Dragonfly's unusual scope of vision, you can see things from 360 degrees and you will be able to clearly discern which direction you can go. A dragonfly would starve if it refused to fly. And in the same way, it's not time to stand still. Your heart directed effort is required and you must be willing to move in order to take advantage of your opportunities. Oh That's interesting. Goodness. Move like into your new house. <laughs> yes. Know. No, no. The, well, we're in this massive explosion movement energy. It's, it, it's perfect. Yeah. Let's see. What is the, um, and the chakra is again, solar plexus <laughs> by shining your light. You give others permission to do the same. Imagine the sun dropping into your belly and that light infusing your whole being and see this light flowing out of your navel in a steady stream. With this daily practice, you can drop your fear of shining too brightly and do the things you've been afraid to do. And there's much, much more, but that's so, what a, what a no. cool, I hadn't heard that dragonfly was associated with 2020, but I believe it. Love, love, love. Okay, this was so much fun. I'm gonna have to have you back on again. <laughs> I would love it. I so enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Sherry. Okay. Thank you. Have a great week. Okay. Mwah. Mwah to you too. Bye. Bye. So as we are in this moment 
of, and I don't believe it's a moment. I believe it's a, a space of being really the fifth dimension. And so when you are in this space, you are, you have the potential to manifest instantly. And I'm seeing and experiencing this daily and I believe it's here to stay. So as more and more people enter this zone, more and more people will be able to manifest their dreams or whatever they're thinking or focusing on. So that can be a little scary too, because sometimes you will manifest things that aren't that much fun if you do not have your brain trained on the focus of that which you want. And so as I was go as I was going for a walk the other day, um, I was on this path in the woods, and I bypassed a woman who was elderly. And in that moment, I saw exactly what she looked like when she was forty years old. And in that moment, it blew me away the energy and the knowing, because this knowing came into me that the only thing that's keeping her from being the vision that I saw was a belief system. That's it, a belief system. And I've known this, I've heard this, I've studied this, I've believed it. But this time, it was an energy that came in that says, Jerry, this is absolute truth. And the processing of the energy took me out for about an hour that day. Because I had to really, it, it was like a blowover. It was a blowover of a knowing of something that I already knew, but this time it was absolutely real. And so the only thing that was holding her from that vision was a belief system. That's it. And so how many of us are holding on to subtle belief systems that are stopping us from getting as good as it possibly can? And so that caused me to go through and kind of look, where am I still holding on to some subtle belief systems? What part of my mind or ego is still self-sabotaging me? Because until you are living your greatest creation, there's a part of you that's, that's still self-sabotaging. So I created this meditation on releasing belief systems in hopes that it will help you dissolve some of those belief systems because truly it can be that simple it can be that easy to just let them go we have a mind that likes to think that things have to be more difficult than they are but they really don't need to be so please enjoy this meditation I'm going to take you through a little exercise called the infinite flow of receptivity. So what I would like you to do now is to place your hand on your heart. And with your hand on your heart, I would like you to take three deep breaths with me now. Breathing in. So. Breathing in again. So. And one final breath. And setting our intention, Father, Mother, God, Universe, Love, all that is, I ask that my higher healing resources be here and available for me now 
as I set out to receive all that I am, all that I am meant to be for this lifetime and releasing all those belief systems that no longer serve my life in form. And so it is. And so we'll begin now. So see yourself now on a beautiful, beautiful boat. Make that boat any color you would like. See that boat now. And we're going to set this boat on the river of infinite flow of creation energy. The water is crystalline. It's sparkling. You can see the diamonds shimmering with all the different colors of the rainbow reflecting from its surface. And it's flowing at this beautiful, most harmonic pace. And you're flowing down this river ever so gently with a smile on your face. The sky is blue. The weather is perfect. It's not too hot, not too cold. All is well. The air is pure. It's fresh. And you are in your joy. You are inspired. And you know on this river, you can create whatever you want. For this river contains the magic, the flow, your creation energy. And so as we are flowing down this river, we all of a sudden come across a great big boulder in our path. And it's a dark boulder. And on the side of the boulder, it says, I am not good enough. And as you approach that boulder with your boat, you realize that this is not true for me anymore. It maybe was something that I used in the past, but it is not true anymore. So you say, thank you. May I pass through? And the boulder says, yes. And so you find yourself passing right through the middle of this boulder. And with your heart, you're sending a great beams of love and gratitude for the awareness that you are right where you are right now. And with that love, a violet flame of energy goes out and just transmutes and dissolves all of this energy in you and around you. And all the particles of this boulder simply dissolve. And as you come out the other side, you are feeling a little bit lighter and a little bit freer. And up overhead comes this little bird. And this little bird is carrying with it a crystal. It gently drops this crystal on your lap and you pick it up. And on the crystal says, I am worthy of all that is and all that has ever been. I am worthy of all that is and all that has ever been. And you take that crystal 
and you place it up on the crown that is on the top of your head and you continue your journey down the river of receptivity. And as you are flowing and as you are creating and as you are feeling just a little bit lighter and just a little bit more buoyant, you come across another boulder along your path. And this boulder says, I am limited. And as you get a little bit closer, you say thank you because you are aware that maybe there are some things that you have taken on in this life that have limited you. And maybe this is not true any longer. And so with the curious mind, we're willing to explore and let this one go. So you ask the boulder if you may enter and it says yes. And you are now passing through and you are in the center of this boulder of limitation. And you connect with your heart and you send out a wave of love and gratitude, knowing that this, this belief system has served you for the amount of time that it was a part of your experience. But now it's time to simply just let it go. Let it dissolve. Let it transmute into the purple flame of transmutation. So feeling all that energy dissolve within you and around you, this boulder just simply dissolves. And as you come out the other side, you feel ever more lighter, ever more freer. You can even start to feel as if there might be some wings on your back that are starting to come out a little bit. And then you look overhead and there's the bird again. This bird is back one more time with the crystal and it drops that crystal ever so gently on your lap. And on the crystal, it says, I am an unlimited co-creator, infinitely expressing. I am an unlimited co-creator, infinitely expressing. And you take that crystal and you put it up on your crown next to the other crystal. Feeling ever more empowered and ever more free, you continue journey down the infinite river of receptivity. And as you're traveling on this beautiful crystalline water, sparkling with the sunshine hitting your face and your skin, you come across another boulder. This boulder says, I do not deserve. And as you pull up next to it, you realize in that moment that there has been many, many times in your life where you have felt that maybe you do not deserve and that that is not true. That is not true for you anymore. And so you lovingly thank the boulder for the reminder 
in what it has done for you until this time of awareness. And you ask if you can come in. And the boulder says yes. And as you're passing through the center of this boulder, the boulder of I do not deserve, you send it great love from your heart, a great flame of transmutation energy, knowing that this no longer resonates. This is not who you are. And this boulder does not have to be any longer. You can just simply let it go. So easily and effortlessly, this boulder just dissolves. It just disintegrates. And all the energy in you that has carried that energy or frequency dissolves and disintegrates with it. And you are ever lighter, ever freer. And those wings on your back are starting to come out. They're starting to blossom. They're starting to show colors. And as you are noticing your wings coming out and becoming ever more free, you see that little bird again. And the little bird comes down carrying a crystal. It drops that crystal on your lap. And you pick up the crystal. And on it says, I deserve because I was born. I deserve because I was born. And you pick up this crystal and you put it on your crown right next to the other two. And so now you continue your flow down the river, harmoniously floating, seeing, creating, and experiencing. And you come across another boulder. This boulder says, nothing good ever happens to me. And you pull up next to it. Nothing good ever happens to me. Is this a belief system that I've taken on without even realizing it? It's quite possible. So you say thank you. Thank you for the awareness. And ask if you can come in. And the boulder says yes. So as you enter into the center of this boulder that says nothing good ever happens to me, you realize that that is not true. And that does not need to be true going forward from this time now. And so sending great love to this boulder, to this belief system that has served until this point, and you simply see it transmuting. You see the boulder transmuting, the energy within you transmuting, and you just sail through to the other side, having gratitude in your heart for this experience now. And you notice your wings are getting ever bigger, ever lighter. Matter of fact, they are just practicing, practicing on flying. And you see this bird fly overhead, carrying the crystal again. And it comes on over and drops the crystal on your lap. 
and you pick it up and on it says all things that bring me joy are on their way to me now. All things that bring me joy are on their way to me now. And you pick up this crystal and you place it in your crown next to the others. And as you continue your way down the river, ever so gently, flowing, relaxing, you see one final boulder along the stream. And this one says, I am afraid to succeed. And you get up right next to it. Is this true for me? Has this been true for me? Possibly. So you ask the boulder to enter, and it says yes. You enter the center of the boulder that says, I am afraid to succeed. And you send a great love from your heart, knowing if this has been true, then now is the time to create anew. And you're lovingly going to gently just let it go. Just let it dissolve through your love and through your awareness. And you can just see the boulder dissolving all around you. And the energy within you dissolving as well. And now there you are, back on the river again. And your wings are ready to take flight. They are strong. They are crystalline. They are beautiful. And they are whatever you create them to be. And along comes a little birdie again with a crystal that it drops on your lap. And you pick it up and this crystal says, I embrace success. It is the nature of my soul. I embrace success. It is the nature of my soul. And you pick up this crystal and you put it on your crown along with the others. And you set out on your boat until you reach the shore. And you climb out of your boat and you look behind you and notice that your path is completely clear. All that was, all the belief systems have been dissolved. And you look before you and you see this beautiful trail lined with flowers, golden energy. It's been paved and it's completely clear. You have your wings and you have your crown of wisdom and you have the gratitude in your heart for all that has come before you to bring you to this place now. And you are free to follow this path and it will go wherever you create it to go because you know that you are the creator. Thank you for listening in to Light Laughter and Lattes. It has been my honor and pleasure. Please visit jerryhab.wix.com and check out my services and my packages. I work with people in person and from a distance, and I also give free 15-minute consultations. And so until next week, may your week be filled with light, laughter, and a whole lot of love.